0: And now for something completely
1: different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating. Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, it is so wonderful when people in public office, the media... Or some form of influencer, some influencer, some person who's got something to say, make a proclamation about God in their faith. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. We can even get excited about it when they make a proclamation of faith, at least initially. But as the Bible commands us to test all things, unfortunately, we soon discover there is a great deal more placating than proclaiming. Ooh, that's a good line. There's a great deal more placating than proclaiming. And when we listen closely and carefully, it should not surprise us that their confessions often run contrary to what God has declared. After all, they are usually more concerned with how the audience will adore them than with how God may be proud of them. Next, a theme song that God may agree with, oh, no way, regarding how people respond to him is, I can't get no satisfaction. So he goes the extra mile to meet people where they are. And still, some of us hard-headed goofballs are never satisfied with God's approach. Let's see. He sends a separate prophet and the people claim he's a nut job. He sends a regular person, the people claim he's a loser. In the final judgment, this will not go well for many people. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. And then uh, finally, we visit with our great, great friend, Pastor Ray, who is not gone, but hanging out with Jesus Christ and not forgotten because his kingdom efforts will endure for all eternity. Pastor Ray writes about joy, expectations, and delight. God helps us with his incredible testimonies in these things, which, were, which are genuinely full of joy. We miss you, Brother Ray.
0: David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
1: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we are looking at during the show: lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing; politics, entertainment, and current events; personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and vey. So much more. Hey, hey, hey! We're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us during the show, david Davidathemustincrease.org. We do have people that email. Unfortunately, they email, like, after the show, which is <laughs> like, I can't do anything then. But anyway, you can still email during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can also call us at 972 that's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, 972-445-0770, you'll be talking to Mighty mighty Gabriel. And he is going to be a blessed addition for our show. But you will also know that you are going to miss Captain Chris. And then you will fly. <laughs> All right. So here's the bottom line. If you have a praise report or a prayer request, if you have something you want to share, if you have something you want to say, you are welcome to reach out to us during the show. I will tell you that this will be Captain Chris's last uh, hurrah for now, as far as we know. Now, I say it that way because as far as he knows and as far as I know, who knows? know what the Lord knows. I don't know what the Lord knows. But bottom line to that is he's going to hang with us throughout the rest of the show and help make sure Gabriel gets through the the process and then we'll pick it up on Monday. But I want you to be continually praying for our friend and and what a great blessing that Captain Chris has been to this show. I cannot stress enough how good he's done for the show and uh, got us through some really tough times and was always there and had that Excellent, dry, bizarre humor. (laughs) You will not have those sound effects, be it not for him. (laughs) Especially the one that goes on forever and ever. It's just so good. It's just so funny. So make sure that you pray a blessing for him. Uh, And I know that uh, what a blessing. Annika and Neil gave uh, him a a wonderful gift. And uh, we had our other brother come and bring a pizza. And it's just like some things are just like fun. It's is part of the fun of it all. And so we just want you to keep him uh, in prayer and be aware of him. Now, in the meantime, again, if you've got a praise report, a prayer request, we want you to reach out. We're not, you know, we're not done. We have a show to do. We have encouragement to go. And we always say this, or I always say this, and we've been saying this since 70, 77, 78, I think we've been saying this. We say either here, there, or in the air. That's when we'll see one another here, there, or in the air. See if you can figure that out. Here's your first trivia question: Who explained to the crowd at Pentecost, "These men are not drunk as you suppose"? Who said that? Although I don't know if he said it that way. I would have said it way. These men are drunk as you suppose. That that probably like that. I'm gonna go with that. If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three as well. You should, you could send an email David at he must increase dot org. We'll point out that if people are trying to figure out the answer as to who said that in the Book of Acts. All you got to do is think of L. <laughs> That's your hint. L is your hint. Who explained to the crowd at Pentecost? These men are not drunk as you suppose. Your hint is Al. (laughs) That's funny. Okay. Okay, well, I think it's funny. All right, keep in mind, uh, this is not a professional radio show. Uh, It's hardly a radio show. It's like uh, two cans and a string, more like that stuff. It's uh, the David Spoon Experience. you got to buckle up, little campers. It is what it is, and we do the best that we can. Uh, Again, if you think you know the trivia question, uh, we do have somebody calling in, but you can still text in or email in. The question is quite simply straightforward. Uh, Who explained to the crowd at Pentecost, these men are not drunk as you suppose? And the answer is our hint is our brother Al. (laughs) Is that not the greatest hint ever? It's like the best one ever. All right, we have somebody ready to answer, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, Will Rogers. Hey, how are you, brother? I'm great. I hope you're better. I am. Are you as hot today as you were the other day? Uh, I'm hotter. I just got
2: in a car, and it had not had the air conditioner running.
1: Ah, see, and that's always hard. You get in the car, and you have to get the air going, and it's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) move's kind of slow. All right, my brother, here we go. Who said, who explained to the crowd at Pentecost, these men are not drunk, as you suppose? Who said that? Well, I think it was Peter. That is correct, sir! You are right! It's when he launched into the sermon about what happened
3: with Jesus and everything.
1: That is correct. They thought that they were so. How these guys are all drunk, and it's like, no, they're filled with the Spirit. This is what's going on. I'm going to tell you what's happening. Exactly. I don't know what Al has to do
2: with it though.
1: Al uh, had guessed famously that. The, the question, the trivia question, he said Peter when it should have been Paul. So we have been, oh, we have been, well, I missed that. Yeah, we've been relentlessly reminding him of that for about six months. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're loving about it. That's the key. <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. Excellent call. Excellent job. Yes, sir. You have a blessed day. All right. God bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Let's get to the text funny we're using people in our audience as trivia hints for trivia questions about the bible hey you just can't make this stuff up it's not possible i don't think so all right all right here you go undeniable here we go Uh, luke chapter 8 verse 19 through 21 then his mother and his brothers came to him and they could not reach him because of the crowd and he was told your mother And your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. We've heard this text before. I've heard this. People have exposited on this text before. I love people. I love that they try and get as much as they can correct. And I think it's good. I think it's good that people will examine this. But Jesus is not trying to speak in trickery. He's not trying to communicate in a weird sense. He's telling everybody that's there when they're like, hey, dude, your mom and your bros, man out right here they're coming right here and Jesus is like you know who my mom and my bros are they're the people that hear the word of God and do it and we had a presidential candidate not too long ago I will not name him who specifically and nobody can tell me didn't say it because I heard every word specifically said we got to make our three priorities family faith and friends That guy is so wrong, I thank God Almighty he never became president. Why? Because family does not come before faith. If it does, you are in trouble. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 27, If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This is like, well, he didn't mean it. Oh, because then he said this right after, or if you love your son and daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. I didn't mean that either. <laughs> it's like, see, you can't get away from it because you love your mother, you love your, your father, you love your son, you love your daughter. You love anybody more than me. You are in trouble. Okay. Okay. Here's the bottom line. There's nothing wrong with family. There's nothing wrong with friends. But they are behind your faith. Your faith is first. You want to know why? You want me to give you the the math on the whole issue? I'm going to give you the math. You know, I mean, numbers don't lie. It's just people who use numbers that lie. Okay, here you go. Ready? 80, 90, or 100 years. Versus 60 billion gazillion trizillion years. Which one's bigger? Okay. 80, 90 years, 100 years. That's family and friends. Your faith, a zillion, bazillion, gazillion, trizillion, bazillion years. Get it? Math doesn't lie. It's just the people that use math. <laughs> it's, it's a, don't forget that. Statistics don't lie. It's just the people that do them. You know, studies don't lie. It's just the people that write them. <laughs> That's who lies. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, but Chris, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No! Just go to hemustincrease.org That's hemustincrease.org Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you sorry no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position so you may appeal to a higher power what is the david spoon experience
1: then he says this don't be afraid why should you not be afraid because what fear does is immobilizes a person stops them from moving forward and it also eats away at faith fear has this way it's kind of like if you think of Faith as, uh, I'll do this now, as uh, a chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter in it, okay? Uh, That's faith, okay? Fear is like somebody drilling a hole underneath and then taking a little spoon and then pulling some of that faith down, a little scoop by scoop by scoop by scoop. And you don't want your faith reduced because God requires faith to us to engage with him in. That's his requirement. That's the vehicle by which he has chosen to engage with humanity. You don't think God could have said, It's me, you're going to believe, or I'm going to turn you into a fish. I mean, you don't think God could have done that? But he chose the vehicle of faith because that's what he wanted from those that would come to him. A confidence, an assurance in the goodness of God. So Jesus, the first thing he says, ignore it, don't be afraid of it and then he does this one radically crazy, nutsy cuckoo line Just believe. And we use that in movies and in books and in fairy tales and all that stuff. We're not talking about any of that stuff. This is believing, looking at a situation just like Abraham did, just like we talked yesterday, how Abraham, looked at the circumstance, didn't deny he was old, didn't deny he was past childbearing, and said, I'm just going to believe God anyway. Uh, that attitude of just belief, it's taking a stand in the framework of your faith that says, I'm not moving. I'm Here I am. Call me Bulldog. I'm right here. I'm not going nowhere. My faith is solid. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Well, we're already halfway through the show. I mean, it's just like, really? Wow, that's fast. Here you go on your trivia question, which king in the Old Testament said, I was lying in my bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me? Now, before you answer that, let me give you the hint. Ready? Moo. Moo. That's your hint, okay? Which (laughs) king see, that's why I gave the hint, people. Which king said, "As I was lying in my bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me." Here's your hint for who it is in the Old Testament. no. I want to say that Aunt Deb got it right first. Uh, okay, uh, if you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three or you can send an email. <laughs> she goes, Your mooing is not helping. <laughs> you can send an email David at he must increase My mooing is not helping. Come on. All right. Uh here's a long joke, but a good joke. So just hang in there because this is a good one. Okay. Thanks extra time, but it's worth it. All right. Ready? Got your hand on the buzzer. You know where the buzzer is, right? In case it's not good. All right. He knows. Gabriel's okay, right. Here we go. A fellow bought a new Mercedes and was out on the interstate for a nice evening drive. The top was down. The breeze was blowing through what was left of his hair and he decided to open her up as the... Needle- I didn't start yet. Wait a minute. These guys, this collusion right there. That's collusion. Anyway, As the needle jumped up to 80 miles an hour, he suddenly saw a flashing red and blue light behind him. There's no way they can catch a Mercedes, he thought to himself. He opened up all the way. Needle hit 90, 100, 110. The reality of the situation hit him. And he said, what am I doing? He thought, pulled over, and the cop came up to him, took his license without a word, examined it, and the car. Finally, he came out of the window, looked steadfastly at the driver, and said, I've been on a tough shift. This is my last pullover, and I don't feel like any more paperwork. So if you can give me an excuse for your driving that I haven't heard before, you can go. The driver blinked only once while his brain scrambled for a reply. Last week, my wife ran off with a police officer. And and I was afraid you were trying to give her back. (laughs) Don't don't tell me that's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what you say. Don't tell me that's not funny. I don't care. People are legalists. Like, like like, I'm so offended. Hey, love's not easily offended. But I can't, you can't, I, I didn't write it. I just can quote it. Alright, so our trivia question. I know that's a great one. Our trivia question, uh, Witch King said, as I was lying in my bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me. Your hint was the big moo. You don't have to spell it right, everybody. As you even get close, you'll be fine. Whoever whoever understands the mooing. What guy was mooing? Uh 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214 8483 or send an email to David at he must increase dot org. This is such a good teaching. I am only hoping to get out of the way. That's all I can tell you. Okay. Luke seven, thirty-one through thirty-four. This is Jesus talking. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation? Okay, what are they like? Now, we do have somebody calling in. So what we'll do is I'll go through this. I'll go through the scripture, then we'll stop, take the call, and then I'll do the the text. Don't worry about the time. Okay, but let me finish the scripture. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist had come eating no bread and drinking no wine. You said he is a demon. The Son of Man has come eating and drinking. You say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. When we get back from the call, I'm going to pick up on this, I want you, because this is a great, great, great teaching. In the meantime, let's go to our caller who is ready to share with us, we hope, the answer. Uh, send him on through, Gabriel. Send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to?
3: Hi, David. This is Brother Ace.
1: Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my bro?
3: I'm doing good. I'm uh, under a tree in the shade and eating uh, chicken and dumplings.
1: Nice. That's nice. <laughs> good for you. You just that's not you're in the shade eating chicken and dumplings. I like it. All right. Now, yeah. I, I gave this. I gave this clue. And I think some people might have not quite caught it, so I'm hoping you did. Which king said, mm-hmm. "As I was lying in my bed, the images and visions that passed through my mind terrified me."
3: Uh, are you looking for Never Can Answer? That is
1: correct, sir. Yes, sir. Remember? Now the reason that I gave the moo sound is because he mm-hmm. was driven and he ate with the cattle and so I just gave mm. the moo. <laughs> yeah,
3: I that, the yeah. yeah, that was quite an experience for the man to be a king and then have to eat and be like a cow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's
3: been, well that's God's gotta humble us sometimes and we just gotta accept it, you know.
1: That's exactly right. You know, you think about that guy and you think, he that guy, he would have been and even Daniel him, he would have been fine, except he walked out on that, he walked out on his foray and he goes, I have built all this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, that was a dumb thing to say right there. That that was it. You and Elsie the Cow, that's what happened right there. That was bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I'll tell you. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, life is uh, full of surprises, but one thing you cannot do is be haughty in the presence of the Lord. I know that.
1: Amen, <laughs> so, brother.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, it was good to talking to you. I, I encourage Gabriel to continue to rise to his profession. It'll be good.
1: Yep. You got it. And we'll work it all, all together right. and we'll help him get there. All right, well, all, right. The, all right, brother. We'll I love, love you in the Lord, Look. bro. All yeah,
3: right. we we'll love you too. Thanks for praying for me. I appreciate you, that. You got it. All right. Bless all the people and children out there. All
1: right. God bless you. Okay, so, all right, so, 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 all right, so I can't miss it. I don't care how late we go. It doesn't, I don't care. This teaching is so good because it's reflective of us. Now, it was it was, it was was towards the people that didn't receive Jesus, but I want you to understand it's reflective of us as well because of how we engage with the Lord. So I want to back up, I'll read it, and I actually have a title on this DDD, DDD devotional diamond of the day. It's called The World is Not Enough. Isn't that funny because the world is not enough and that's a James Bond thing? And Okay, all right, anyway. Uh, Luke 7, 31 through 34. To what then shall I compare the people of this generation and what are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, you did not dance. We sang a dirge for you, you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine. And you say, he is a demon. The son of man comes eating and drinking and then you say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard a friend of tax collectors and and the sinners. And what the whole teaching has to do with is the dissatisfaction that people have who are worldly when the divine is involved. I want you to hear that line. That's the big line. That's the big connector between all of this. The worldly are never satisfied if divinity is involved. So... The example Jesus says is, you know, we played the flute for you, right? And the, the flute, you know, woo, the flute, yay, happy sounds, right? And the people are like, no. And it's like, okay, well, we sang a dirge for you, right? What you sing at a funeral, right? And the people were like, no. And then John the Baptist, he says, comes, and John the Baptist is as straight as you can get. It's, we, we would call him, you know, a, you know a, a, a massive teetotaler might be fair enough to say. And he says, he does, he's not eating bread, he's not drinking any wine, and you people, the way you respond, you go, right, he's got a demon. And then Jesus, he says, I come, son of man comes, I'm eating and drinking. And then what do the people do? They extreme it out and they say, he's a glutton because he's eating, not eating more than he should, just eating. And he's a drunkard because he had wine. You see, this is the thing. The thing is that the world and the worldly are never satisfied. That's why I said that connection to the song. And don't get mad at me that I used a Rolling Stone song. It's not my fault. They wrote a song called I Can't Get No Satisfaction. This is the Lord trying to reach people at different levels. And people keep going, no, 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 no. And it's nonstop. And there's just no satisfying. And even I, 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 the one thing that I would say, and I've said this before in the beginning of this uh, of this broadcast, and I don't really care about your political affiliations, but when 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 people get going in a certain direction, you can't move them one way or another. And when the media was all over Donald Trump, it's fair to say that had he helped cure cancer with research, they would have accused Donald Trump of putting people out of business who were in the cancer business. It's just like that's exactly what they would have done. Everybody knows that. And it's because that's how the mentality is. If if somebody comes along and does something that's good and it's not appreciative uh, to the world or they don't like it, they will rip it to shreds. You can't play the flute. You can't sing a dirge. You can't be Johnny the Baptist. And you can't be Jesus Christ because none of those things satisfy. We want exactly what we want. Which, by the way, they don't even know what they want. That's the irony. It's God that's giving the the opportunity for people to get the answers. And people are so inwardly confused because of Satan, they wouldn't know a good thing if it split them in the eyeballs. That's the problem. You get that? Okay. Isn't that just I mean, just like wow. Like woozer, woozer, woozer. Okay. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You know, it's not just the audience that needs stuff. Sometimes the host needs a little bit of a, you know, a little bit. Tell me the
0: show's all about you.
1: Well, this segment is okay. <laughs> not about the show, but I would say this segment, and it actually has a title for the DDD. It's called "Joke Time." Is Christian humor allowed in teaching? We've actually had complaints. You know, oh, you can't teach the gospel and use humor. Well, that's why Jesus called uh, James and John the sons of thunder because it wasn't a humorous quip. You're right. A uh, pretty bad exegetical process, but let's look at it. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 22. Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine. A joyful heart is good medicine. You've heard that before. That's not new. You know that's the case. But what happens is people take these unique interpretations in scripture and they think that it applies to all processes so somebody actually said to a member at our station you can't use levity in the gospel proclamation cuz Paul says you can't do it in 2 Corinthians and then it's like eh, wrong answer this is why we do the thing called read that's always fun and uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 7 says this in case you were trying to figure out where did that word levity come from it's only in one translation it's actually never used in any other capacity but here is what he was talking about was I fickle when I intended to do this or when I made my plans did I make so in a worldly manner in the same breath as to say yes yes and no no the only time that the potential word levity is used is when Paul is talking about meeting with the Corinthians, and the one interpretation you could use is, was I using lightness? It's not really the word for levity, just in case you're wondering, but was I used, did I use lightness when I made my plans with you? In other words, was I kidding around when I made plans to come see you? No. That's what Paul said. Not, you can never use humor. So whoever kind of swapped those two together, really... <laughs> really needs, really needs to, like, relax. I think that would be the key. And then for those that are just curious, you know, when the gospel talks about, this is kind of one of those classic things, when the gospel talks about making declaration and the foolishness of preaching, the word is moria, moria, from which we get the word silliness. So Paul's like, yeah, preaching the gospel for the Greek people and for the Jewish people in large, it's kind of like a silliness thing. Yeah, that's what he said. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's man 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're going to hold up uh, because our sister and the Lord has been on the phone for nine hours. Okay, it's not nine, nine hours because nine hours ago, I think I was reading my Bible or something. Uh, we're going to have uh, our sister come on first and then we'll do all the other stuff. Let's just bring her on because she's been on the phone a long time. So let's just send her on through. We have a caller that's on the line. So go ahead and send her through. <phone rings> knock, knock. Who am I talking to? <laughs> Hi, David. It's
2: Annika. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Annika. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing really swell, and so is Neil. We're trying to stay under a rock to stay cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's been amazing out in Fort Worth. We're uh, we're really our temperatures a lot warmer than they show on the news. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to take a lot of time because I know I'm kind of squeezing this in. But I did want to say your teaching right before the break was really good. That was some good, strong stuff. So I'll be listening to that again. Uh, this weekend, and I'm, and I'm trying to catch my breath because your world never stops. I mean, first, you know, you've been working all this time on your doctorate, and now your assistant's changing, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, and that change, you know, can be unsettling. But the main thing I wanted to say is congratulations to Chris on his new chapter he's opening up.
1: Excellent, and that's so important because he's been such a blessing for people.
2: Yeah, he's right? been terrific. Yeah, and we're looking forward to Gabriel. But we just, you know, just wanted Neil and I just wanted to be sure to let you know that we appreciate you, Chris, and uh, we really hope everything goes just wonderfully for you uh, in your future endeavor.
1: So awesome of you to say. I'm going to have Chris come on right now because he's been shadowing uh, Gabriel to help him, <laughs> but I want him to just go ahead and jump on in. So k- jump on in, Chris, Captain Chris.
0: You better quit saying nice things about me. You're going to make me cry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay. What else can we come up with? <laughs> yeah, get your hanky out. <laughs> yeah. No, that has been great. Um, I came in, I guess, right at the beginning of when you came on, um, when you started, it's about the time I started listening, so it's like, oh, oh dear, you know, you're you're the show, and, and it's like, you know, it's kind of it's unsettling. So you will be greatly missed. There are a lot of people that aren't as outgoing as I can be that are still thinking the same thing. They just aren't the type to maybe call in and say so. So no, you got a lot of people out there that are going to miss you.
0: Well, thank you very much. You're going to be in good hands, I promise.
2: <laughs> well, thanks so much. And uh, I better get off now, though, because I know David's got more to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, it but never ends, does it?
0: <laughs> you,
2: you have a great time. Thanks. I'll let you go.
1: Thanks, Annika. Okay, okay. bye-bye. Bye. All right. And just to let you know, I'm, I'm petitioning my daughter to have uh, to use the name Anna, you know, for Annika. Yeah, just in case you know. Uh, I I don't think Jared's listening, but my daughter's listening. That's nice, very nice. Of you and I know that a lot of you out there will will uh, echo those sentiments. Chris has been a excellent blessing. He's helped kind of move the show from uh from one place to the next place, and that next place was a definite advancement. And uh, it's fortunate for Gabriel because he gets to sit on top of that. So there's a lot of discussion when we talk about history and so on about standing on the shoulders of other people. Chris has helped put the show in a certain place that enables somebody to stand on his shoulders and keep it going. So he did a great job. He'll always be uh, remembered. He'll always be welcome here. If he's, ever, uh, if he's ever got time to kill, he'll always be welcome to come in and irritate people. And uh, he'd be remembered for uh, many, many things. But, but no way anybody can deny that his sound effects were the best. (laughs) Best, best sound effects. And then first he does the first sound effects, and I really like it. But it's so short. So I'm like I want another sound effect. So he does another one, there's another one. Then I'm like they're all too short, dude. And then he puts them all together. And then even after that, I've heard it like 9 times and it's like it's still too short. And then he does the really long one. That's that's a good length one. <laughs> So we were. So you guys, just commit to praying for him. Uh, He he will greatly appreciate it. And then I don't want him to tear up because I don't want him to get on the the microphone and go, thank you. Okay, because he already feels that way. All right? All right. Uh, Now we're going to go back to our trivia question. We got plenty of time. We got like what, 20-some-odd minutes or something like that. Uh, We're going to go back to our uh, trivia question because I still have to send you the website because we still have all those original things. So I'm going to backtrack for Gabriel so that he can follow me because following me is very difficult on air. Trust me. So I'm going to give you the trivia question, I'm going to tell you how to reach out to us, and then we're going to send you to the website. So that's the three process right here. Okay, who said – uh-oh, who said her? Who said her? Okay. Who said – You think in Gospel of John here, people, who said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. Who said that? Okay? If you think you know the answer to that question, you can. 972. Call 972. You can 972. I don't know what that means. You can call 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, David at HemusIncrease.org. I'm pretty sure that this direct reference should be John chapter three. Pretty sure this individual. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very confident. How confident am I? Very, very confident. Aha! John chapter 3. So, who would have been in John chapter 3? Think about what that big exchange was in John chapter 3 as as good a hint as I can't, I can't give you more hints than that. I could just spell the name out, but that doesn't seem like it's very hard. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770, text 214 210 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you to the website. All the different reasons are really great. Here's the bottom line. If you can give, give. If you can't, commit to praying for us. I'll take either one of those. Check out hemustincrease.org.
0: Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report? He must Looking to give to this ministry? He must Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org
1: Wait, that was it? You gave me one of the shortest ones on the exit? You've got to be kidding me. Oh my goodness gracious. Okay, I, for- I forgive you. <laughs> I'm sending Chris out with forgiveness. Just so everybody can know. All right. So we got uh, two things. We got. So I got to do that later. I got to do that later. Okay. We're a little deep in this, but I'm going to read this. This is from our book. My one of my best buddies, Pastor Ray, and I want to tell you something real quickly. Okay, so Pastor Ray was a protege of Chuck Smith for those that don't know, and uh, Chuck Smith did uh, just fabulous ministries all over the place. It's not that he had perfect theology, he just had excellent theology. Nobody has perfect theology, so everybody stop thinking that. Don't you know, no matter who they are, listen to me, no matter who they are, only Jesus had perfect theology, even Peter had problems that Paul had to correct. So just Calm down, okay? All right. And even Apollos told Pete, or told Paul, no. Okay, so just re- relax, okay? But there are a couple of ministries that Pastor Ray, the type of ministry he has, that I have found that I really seem to gravitate to. I like them. And Ray and I were really good friends, and it just—it uh, it blesses me that his ministry still goes on. He's still impacting people. His church, Maranatha Chapel, still impacting people. And so I came across a site uh, the other day, and I actually wrote the pastor of this site, told him who I was, asked him for permission to tell you about his site. He's got a commentary for the New Testament—I think it's got the Old Testament in there, too, but I know it's for the New Testament—that is down-to-earth. It's not a perfect, like, every word Greek, every word this, and lofty, you know, over-educational, blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, I read those, and sometimes I go— Anyway, the bottom line is this is a really practical uh, commentary. The only thing that I would tell you is it's very one-sided on eschatology. Ray was like that. Never bothered me. I, my position never bothered him. His position never bothered me because I believe his position is right. I just believe the other positions are right too. So I kind of do a collective thing. So anyway, if you get into this uh, particular site, it's called Enduring Word Commentary. So it's EnduringWord.com. Doesn't cost anything. If you can donate to their ministry, I would encourage you to do so. His name is Pastor Dave. They're very nice people. He helped establish uh, Blue Letter Bible, so you already know he's pretty valid. All good stuff. He's very premillennial in his eschatology, which is not a problem. It's just very one one position on that. But the majority, I'd say ninety eight percent of his teachings are just excellent, straightforward, easy to understand. Enduring, e n d u r i n g word.com okay I'll just give you that because there's other ministries that are good and I read some of the stuff that he had wrote that was great <laughs> he wrote one thing I just love it he wrote one thing many commentators will say blah 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 he writes they are wrong <laughs> This is like, that's my guy. I love that. They're wrong. Okay. Uh, Let me read this thing from Pastor Ray, and then we'll do the trivia question, and then we'll see what happens, because I have no idea. This is from Pastor Ray, uh, who passed away, by the way, on January 4th this year, 2022. He's my good friend, and I can't wait to see him up in heaven. This one's titled Joy, Expectation, and Delight. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. This is Pastor Ray's devotional. I often see people go through a spiritual drought. More than once I have found myself in this dry, dark place where God seems far away and we feel even farther. It's like being the children of Israel, once again, wandering in the wilderness, trying to find our way. That's when I cling to the belief that we are being strengthened and matured through it all. How we survive the wilderness experience of our lives depends on our attitude towards God's word. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, and I get such a kick out of reading it because King David got so excited writing about it, of all the things he gets excited about writing about the laws of God. He sang about them. He put statutes of the law to music. He positively exulted in them. In Psalm 119, verse 14, he compared God's testimonies to the riches. In verse 15, he declared, I will meditate on your precepts. In verse 24, he says, your testimonies are my delight and my counselors. David was on to something. He loved God's word, and he knew that the secret to enjoying life even in the wilderness was to turn to God's word with joy, expectation and delight. As children we struggle to mature under our parents' authority when we're spiritually born again into the family of God, we become children again, reparented—oh, what a great line that is—reparented by our Heavenly Father as we grow toward maturity and learning to trust Him. Allow His Word to light your way, and the wilderness will not seem so daunting. Let His Word guide your feet, and you will never get lost. Okay? All right. Isn't that guy, i mean, it's just so way past me. I just love that guy can't believe I got to be his friend. What a privilege that was. All right. Uh, trivia question. I have to answer a trivia question. Uh, who said, oh, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. Although he probably didn't use a little like Italian accent like that. Like, uh, "Oh, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. Probably didn't do that. Uh, but who said that? That would be Nicodemus. Demas was the one who said that, for those who got that uh, going. Nice job, nice job. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: Most of my life, it feels like I've been running. The David Spoon experience.
1: Top 10 things people won't say when they see a Christian bumper sticker or a fish on a car. Right? Have we done this? We've done it similar, but not exactly this. Here's the uh, number 10. Look, let's stop that car and ask those folks how we can become Christians. <laughs> how often does that happen to you folks? Never? Okay. All right. Uh, nine. Don't worry, Billy. Those people are Christians. They must have a good reason for driving 90 miles an hour. These are too good not to show. Uh, Number eight, what a joy to be sharing the highway with another car of spirit-filled brothers and sisters. I don't even know what that means, so I'm just going to pass on that one. Uh, Number seven, isn't it wonderful how God bless that Christian couple with a brand-new BMW? Yeah, that's just uh, wonderful. Uh, Number six, Dad, how come people who drive like that don't get thrown in jail? Uh, Dad, can we get a bumper sticker like that too? See, you gotta you gotta you gotta think on some of those. Uh five, stay clear of those folks, Martha. If they get raptured, that car's gonna be all over the road. Okay. And then uh, number four, oh look, the Christian woman is getting a chance to share Jesus with that police officer. <laughs> He's great or what? Uh number three, no, that's not garbage coming out of their window, Bert. It's probably gospel tracks for the road workers. Funny number two, oh boy, we're in trouble now. We just rear ended one of God's cars. And then number one, quick Alice honk the horn, or they won't know that we love Jesus. All right, those were pretty good. Come on, all right, those are if you're not laughing, hey, 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 hey. Right. what is the David Spoon experience?
0: Prayer request, emosincrease.org, praise report. He must increase.org looking to give to this ministry.
1: He must increase.org
0: confused by what's happening right now.
1: He must
0: increase.org. He must increase.org.
1: That is great. You see now that you cannot, I mean, that's compared to a spring and a bouncy thing. So you jumped off the, the dock and then blew up. Right. See how I can, that one was really good. Okay. Uh Oh relax. Uh history. Let's do history real quickly.
3: Let's go live let's, let's
1: go Alright, uh I don't know how to do this one. You know yesterday we didn't have the best one? Right? Okay. First of all, it's National Battery Day. Okay, that's fine. I love batteries. You love batteries. I mean, so great. (laughs) I just, I don't even know. I don't even know how to comment to that. I love batteries. They're so great. Which one? The silver ones? The gold ones? Which? Oh,
0: I mean, I don't know if I could pick a favorite. Just don't know.
1: And then also, uh, it's uh, (laughs) Thumb Appreciation Day.
0: I love having thumbs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What do you like more, batteries or thumbs? Oof, tough call. Okay.
0: And if you can't shout you'll have to face
1: a penalty. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Man 770, the truth station here in Texas. That play with Chris on there with the thumbs and batteries. That's one of my favorite, and it's just so funny. I love having thumbs. I love having <laughs> here's your trivia question we got to be fast on this because I only got like eight seven minutes left so we got to keep do this well uh, and then I want to pray over Chris uh, with everybody in the air uh did Saul David or Jonathan ask okay so Saul David or Jonathan okay Saul David or Jonathan ask do you think it's a small matter to become the king's son-in-law who said that Saul David or Jonathan? If you think you know, and if you're gonna call in, you gotta be quick. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. So believe it or not, we're still gonna do history because I just have to do it. So let's do the history sound. Let's go let's- Okay, today is National Lasagna Day, or Lasagna Day. I like lasagna, just so you can know. I like the Marie Calendars. I like all the different kind of uh, stuffers sometimes. Uh, but, I mean, I like them. I like lasagna. Sorry. Uh, International Tiger Day. I have no idea what that means. Uh, Rain Day. <laughs> Rain Day? I'm sorry. We live in Texas where it's 196. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then, I thought we did this before, so Chris can affirm or deny it, but it's, it says National Chicken Wing Day. Didn't we just have that, like, a couple days ago? I swear we... we, we that's, that's a repeat, isn't it? Isn't that a repeat?
0: I feel like it might have been Hot Wing Day or something.
1: Oh, so this is different, like...
0: Oh, well, yeah, you can have wings, you can have wings with sauce, you got all kinds of wings. Do you have
1: a particular wing you like? Oh, I like them all. Okay. Like thumbs. And batteries. <laughs> and batteries. Okay. Uh... Okay. Uh, a couple things to tell you and then we'll exit out here uh, Fellowship of the Ring The first part of the Lord of the Rings trilogy Is published in 1954 on this day You don't have to be a fan, it's still pretty cool stuff 1958, the National Aeronautics Of Space Administration NASA was created uh, 1989, first 8 foot High jump Javier Sotomayor cleared 8 feet 0 inches That's huge 8 feet on a high jump Like wow I can't jump two feet, and I have two feet, and that's why that's sad. All right, so uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna close out by praying for the audience and for Chris. Okay, but we're not gonna get there quite yet. Okay, we're gonna do that in the last like two minutes. First, I want to do a quick teaching. Then I'll give the trivia. Uh, Again, I'll just ask it real quickly. Did Saul, David, or Jonathan ask, do you think it's a small matter to become the king's son-in-law? Think about who became the king's son-in-law. That's all you got to do is think about that kind of thing. Who was in that position to become that? That's all you got to answer. Here's a quick, very brief teaching. Follow along with it. It's not very complex. Luke chapter 8, verse 16 through 18. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you listen. For to one who has, more will be given. And from one who has not, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. Like, ow! Okay. First of all, the big teaching here is listening. We just talked yesterday about being present. This is part of that. It's kind of like a part two on that, okay? And by present means be there. When people are talking, listen. Be there and be a part of it. It's very clear that God by testimony has given us two ears and one mouth. What does that mean? We should listen twice as much as we talk which means I do a lot of listening. Sure. Anyway, uh, but my ears are big, so it helps. Uh, James 119, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and then slow to speak and slow to anger. It tells us in the scripture by command to be quick to hear, to listen. Now, the difference is hearing is receiving sound decimals and listening is making sense of those sound decimals. So don't just hear, but listen. Make sense of what you're hearing. Make sense of what's being processed. And it's ironic that Jesus said, take care how you listen. When you hear something and it's kingdom, seize it. Hang on to it. Hold it. Don't let it drift away. Because if the enemy has an opportunity to take it away or to befuddle it, that's the first time I've used that word in a long time. To 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 quench it. If he has an opportunity to do that in your life, he will. He's an enemy. He's not your friend. Satan's your enemy. So you gotta be aware of that. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to do the trivia question. I'm going to answer the trivia question. And then we're going to probably close the show out with prayer uh, for the audience and for Chris. So the question was: did Saul, David, or Jonathan? Asked, do you think it's a small matter to become the king's son-in-law? And the answer is David. King David was the one before he was king uh, who made that statement recognizing that the position he was being put in was one of great power and influence and wanted to be very careful in approaching that okay uh, I know people are really excited about the lotto. We don't uh, tell you to or not to you just you know don't do anything foolish, don't spend money where you don't have it and then don't forget we accept offerings. okay. <laughs> Is that kind of a nice way to do that. It's honest. Uh, I want to pray for the audience for hope, and I want to pray for Chris. So let's just uh, close out the show in prayer, and then I'll finish like 10 seconds prior, and then we'll do our exit. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you and worship you. I just, in myself, I'm just praying right to you, Lord, that everything that was spoken in this show that was beneficial would stick with us. And the things that aren't important, we just let them drop by the wayside. Not that important. But that we would take heed how we hear. And what it is that we process. And right now, I just want to pray for the audience first. I just pray for our audience right now. There's a lot of challenges going on all over the place. I pray that you would increase everybody's hope. That there would be a belief for a better tomorrow and for deliverance and for answers and for grace and for mercy and for kindness and for generosity. And that our audience, our people, we would believe and would be an expectant people. And I want to pray for Chris specifically. He's been a blessing for me, and I appreciate, Lord God, that you brought him into my life. And I I know that the people who are listening right now, they also appreciate him. And he's going to be going into another adventure, a whole other realm. We just ask you to bless him, bless the work of his hands, and when he gets stuck, let him make the first call to you. Let him call upon you that you can help him, strengthen him, and guide him in everything he does. And bless him. And let the blessings he's blessed others with fall upon him as well. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, taking a 70 and a half hour break, and then we'll come back. More insanity with spoonanity. Talk to you then.